What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the 452 Podcast, brought to you by Fountain Ford. I'm your host, Chris Jones, and the 452 Podcast offers real-world, actionable business marketing and life tips from everyday people trying to be great just like you. Just like you. And today's topic is how to sell to small business, and we're here with Stephen Drigella, as always. What say you about that, Stephen? What say you about that? Hey, guys, since the reason why we're going to talk about how to sell to small business is because... We think there's a lot of people out there, especially because small business is the backbone of America, that are maybe not thinking the correct way about how to sell to these business owners. And as a small business owner in multiple facets, I'd like to tell you how to sell to us and how to make sure that we, I don't know, we listen to you, give you at least a shot, right? So that's, mm-hmm. what, that's what we're here to talk about. So first of all, a shout out to our sponsors, Fountain Forward. Yeah, absolutely. Fountain Forward, of course. Uh, Fashion Nova. It's, it's, it's New Year's Eve. We're recording this on New Year's Eve for, wow, uh, this is for... The first week of January. Yeah. Yep. First week of January. Um, and uh, this this will be the first podcast. Well, this will be the second podcast heard in the new year because our first one will go out on the uh, what is that? The second. Yeah. Uh, but but gosh, people, welcome to 2020. Mm-hmm. Welcome to our sponsors. Gosh, you guys are the best. We haven't received anything from you for monetary or or anything whatsoever, but that is okay because we're going to keep letting you sponsor us. Absolutely. I, I want to also... Uh, well, we, we did get a nice case of Branson Cognac uh, for New Year's Eve. We did. Great. <laughs> it was a significant amount of Branson Cognac. <laughs> I'm going to drink a lot of Cognac tonight. <laughs> for sure. Uh, sipping on that yak. Sipping on that yak, if you will, and I will. Zanbars. <laughs> Zanbars and yak. <laughs> Moving on. All right, so how to sell a small business. The first of all, uh, the, first, the first tip that I'd like to give you is... Uh, you need to uncover all of the costs and all the candor you can in your operation. Don't try to... I, you'll immediately separate from that small business owner if you, if you decide that you're going to uh, not reveal the whole story, right? Because eventually they're going to figure it out. So if you're weak at something, they're eventually going to find out. If you're not offering them something that a competitor does, they're eventually going to find out. Let's not try to... Uh, Let's not try to, quote-unquote, actually sell. Let's try to go back to the, the process of um, they have needs... You have a product, and uh, you'd like for them to prefer to use your product. And let's realize at the end of the day, it'll all wash out. So if you lie to them, um, it's it's extra hard for a small business owner because, you know, the majority of small business owners are not rich. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, they're the backbone of America. Every, hard, do- every dollar counts. Every dollar counts, right? So let's let's make sure we have our uh, any hidden costs, anything that you're that you would you know even consider hiding. Let's lay that on the table. And uh, realize that might that, that that should create a genuine connection between you and the small business right off the bat. Okay, uh, the second piece here is the entire thing should be a return on investment conversation, and that doesn't mean you give me a dollar, I give you four. It doesn't have to be perfect like that. And I think that I have a lot of these anecdotal conversations with with business owners about how. You know, these business owners, especially ones that have been established for a while and maybe have a couple million dollar business, they'll sit there and go, well, you know, for every, for every dollar that I spend, I get five dollars back. <laughs> oh, wow. You're, you are, you are, first of all, I want to, I, I want to say this to the business owners out there. I appreciate the narrative. I really do. But as a small business owner in multiple facets, not just in, in Fountain Ford, but working with other businesses, being in the real estate industry, also being an investor, I realize that when you say that to me, the majority of the time, actually 100% of the time, <laughs> I don't know how to say this. You're full of shit. Nobody, <clears throat> nobody has a perfect attribution model. It's just not practical. Right. Now, you might have a very well 
thought out cost per acquisition. You might have a lot of your, I mean, the majority of the time, if you're that good, you're probably not talking to us anyway. I want to start with that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I want to have the conversation with you about return on investment the entire time. And the return on investment here, Chris, we had this conversation yesterday about return on investment for content. At what point do we really bring it down to dollars? We didn't. We're looking through key performance indicators and showing a return on investment could be your time investment, your money investment, uh, human capital investment, whatever it is. Um, having a pragmatic conversation with the business owner about the things that they care most about. Right. And that was, I mean, we talked about that for what, a good hour, hour and a half yesterday? Yeah, for yeah. sure. So, uh, so have that ROI conversation over and over while you're selling to them. What do you care about? Why do you care about it? Uh, what are your pain points? Put yourself in their chair in this return on investment conversation and uh, be honest. Look at them and go, hey, listen, I can, I, t- I can get you the return that you're looking for or uh, this is impractical. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one is using the word social media has been uh, has been something that I've I've how do I how do I rephrase that uh, calling things social media especially with Gen X and uh, and baby boomers has been a big mistake For because, sure. because when you say social media it usually just like leaves the conversation just dead no you'll you'll get eye rolls you'll get yeah and Gary Vee had talked about this. You're right, and he's totally right on this, and I've, I've been doing this for many years but never used these choice of words until you know a couple of years ago when I saw it the first time. It's attention brokering. It's, it's attention arbitrage is what it is. You're trading this for this amount of money. Um, <clears throat> think about the small business conversation where you go and you go, hey, listen, you would like to have more of these customers, and to get them, you have to take them to the know, like, trust framework. They have to know you, then like you, then trust you. To do that, we'd have to give them, we'd have to find where they are, and we'd have to give them some sort of content or some sort of message that they would want to engage with. Would you agree? Yes. Okay. Well, I, I'm willing to do that for you, find that audience, and then find that message for this amount of money. You no longer are concerned about the platforms or where I'm going, because they might already have a stigma about social media. Instead, it's explained with there's an audience. They like these types of things, and I'm going to find them for you, and I'm going to charge you $2,500 or $5,000 to do so. How does that make you feel, Mr. Business Owner? Yeah, exactly. If we can get the conversation to be more digestible to the Gen Xers and the Bay Brewers, and I want to preface with this. The reason why is because they have the money. Mm-hmm. As you get older, you get more money, mm-hmm. unless you spend all of it, which is fine, too, but you're usually making more money when you're getting older. Uh, so... Focusing back on, <clears throat> this is attention arbitrage, Mr. Client. It does not matter where I put it. It matters that you pay X and I get you Y. Right. Instead of leading off talking about social media or Facebook or whatever, then sometimes they'll put up that wall. I don't want to hear about all that and or or that doesn't work. And it could whatever. be and it could be because they don't understand it and or they don't want bad to. Experiences. <clears throat> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and maybe that's through their own personal usage. Mm-hmm. Uh and then the final one that I want to talk about here is getting back to analog, which is we were talking about a strategy yesterday for one of our clients, and they wanted to go digital, 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 digital. <clears throat> and we looked at it, took a step back, looked at the audience, and realized that it was an analog strategy, meaning it was a workshop that we wanted to do, or it was uh, a training that we would give them. It was a, uh, you know, we could, we could maybe use digital to set up a workshop for them. But at the end of the day, doing it, it it's, it's attention brokering at the end of the day. So 
realize that when you're pitching to that client, that prospect, whatever product you have, uh, don't be afraid to... Uh, I'm going to position it from an agency standpoint. As an agency, uh, you are not necessarily pinned to just a specific set of services. You are, but you aren't. Um, you, you have a core set of services, but at the same time, if you have one of our larger clients, for example, that pays $10,000 to $15,000 a month, there is a um, there's a little bit of uh, little bit of bending on the scope. Well, from a strategy standpoint, we put in strategy hours into our retainer every single month, where we can just go over strategy items with them. Well, let's say we have ten hours of strategy time. If we have that time, we may be developing a uh, analog workshop strategy where we say, "Hey, we're going to do some digital ads to invite people to your ten person webinar where you're going to offer this service, this product." Uh, this value proposition. And we think about it opposite. We go, well, we've got to sell digital, be digital, etc. Well, let's not forget that at the end of the day, if it's easier to create an intimate relationship with the prospect in person, then the analog strategy is probably more important than the digital, isn't it? Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, and so <clears throat> don't be afraid to talk to these small business owners about the analog side and about how digital can help the analog and vice versa. Yeah, they, they can complement each other. They can. They can. Um, and I want to go to something that, that uh, Chris Jones is working on right now. We're talking about using a digital platform. This is for, for DCI. We're talking about using a digital platform, which also is a kind of a... It comes from analog because it's a university, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we're talking about using that to broker attention for one of our clients. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because we could do a bunch of... I mean, there's a lot of analog things that can happen with that strategy if we end up doing events and stuff with them, and then as well as doing digital. Uh, it's all about knowing your audience uh, on both sides, knowing it on the client side and then also knowing it on the vendor side. Yeah, that, that's going to be potentially a really exciting thing. Did you get with them already? No, so it's the holidays, so I'm going to have to get, I have an appointment to talk to the guy on Thursday. Oh, awesome. Um, so anyway, that's an example of, you know, we're doing that stuff on a, on a daily basis. So um, <clears throat> going back to it, you know, the, the goal of this one is how to talk to these small business owners. It's the backbone of America. These people are, you know, every dollar matters. And you just have to have some compassion and some empathy for what it's like to run a small business. And then you can, you'll, you'll, I promise you, your sales will go up. You'll, you'll, you'll have more success in sales uh, if you can just think like these small business owners. And, you know, go back to attention arbitrage. Be candid about where your hidden costs are, et cetera. Uh, make sure the entire thing is about a return on investment and how you're going to get them that return on their investment. And... Uh, don't be afraid to go analog. Uh, and that includes, you know, outside of an agency, there are ways to to sell your product uh, through analog channels, maybe doing a workshop to get people in front of your product. Whatever it is, um, there are ways to do it, and I don't want you to, uh, I don't want you to be too narrow-minded, especially in this awesome year of 2020. Yep, yep. Uh, it's going to be a good year. So that's it. All right. Uh, thank you, for everybody, for, for listening and reviewing and downloading and subscribing to the podcast. Please keep doing that. Tell everybody you know about it. Um, and, and thank you to everyone who's left us uh, reviews recently. I encourage everybody to leave us a review, let people know about it. And uh, we'll see you next time on the 452 Podcast. Thanks.